Hello, podcasters. It's Julie's story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is a place where I tell you real life stories. I keeping it real, and I'm going to the real place today. Oh, and I'm gonna breathe out. I'm just gonna breathe because I am gonna be totally honest. Like I have been hustling, and I can't even say just like hustling because when you say hustling, you have to say hustle. <laughs> I've been hustling. I've been hustling. I've been creating and pouring out a lot. And so I'm feeling like I'm feeling that pouring out. And like I I'm feeling it right now. I am feeling the give and like what that is what that is telling me is I am gonna need to refresh. I'm gonna need to take some time to refresh and refuel myself. Because I have just been pouring out and I'm loving every second. Like my soul is so happy, but my introvert is like, girl, like we've been talking, like we, my introvert and my soul have been talking because I'm creating an audio course. I created a web, a free webinar this week. I'm creating an audio course of just like, oh my gosh, like it is, I can't even describe how much this audio course has like life-changing content. If you want to talk about bringing it to the next level, if you want to talk about success, if you want to talk about showing up in, in your year, I can't even tell you. I just, I'm like, I'm four lessons in and I'm like, this is, it's life-changing. And I'm not just like, I am not even just saying that, like I've been working on this particular course for a really long time. I've been gathering content for it. I just didn't know how I was going to do it, if I was going to do like an email like thing, or if I was going to do like a boot camp like video and I had settled on audio and I'm so glad that I did because it's just going to be something that you're just going to be able to listen to and like just content that is so transformative. And so I'm feeling the pouring out and I feel so excited. I told Andre last night, I'm like, I am so happy. I feel like I'm the most happy that I've ever been. Like, I feel like I have found my groove. Stella got her groove back. I don't even know who Stella is, but Stella got her groove back. I'm there and I in in finding this place for me and feeling this way right now about my life and like my business and where I'm at personally, like I just want to give this to like you. Like I want you to have this as well and like I uh, I it took me a very long journey to get here and we've been talking about that journey for a long time here on the podcast like it took me some time and I had to walk this out and I had to like do things different and I had to strategize in my own personal life like I had to acknowledge some places inside of me that were not in alignment with what I was made to do like I had to get to a place where I had to strategically and intentionally let myself let go of everything that I had created in my mind. Like, and Andre told me, he's like, Julie, he's like, you need to let go of everything that you've created up until this point. Because he was saying that, you know, like he's, what he saw in me was I was trying to make things work that I had outgrown. Like I had outgrown the season that I was in and I put so much time, energy, effort, and love into those places. And they were no longer serving me. It was butterfly time, baby. And I was still trying to be in the chrysalis and trying to reorganize things. And he was like, I'll never forget that moment. He's like, you need to take a look at everything that you're doing and be willing to let it all go. And start and just like 
doing that one exercise in my mind, pretending in my mind that I was going to start completely over. And I did and I didn't. Like I did in some ways where I was like, you know, I'm going to look at what no longer makes me happy. And one of the things that I settled on that didn't make me happy anymore was actually like putting together design for a brand. And like I had built this entire brand on, you know, branding other entrepreneurs And part of that was actually designing websites. And I got to a point where I let myself acknowledge that that no longer made me happy. That made that made me feel very drained. And it's so crazy because I got to that point in my own brand years ago. I just didn't want to admit it because I was so scared because it was an income revenue and because other people said I should do it. And because when I was trying to sort this out in my mind, I had people saying, you should do it. You should, you know, you should do this. You should do that. And I took on what they thought I should do instead of what I felt in my gut. And like, uh, in studying people that are extremely successful in their life and in their brand, people like Oprah, Gary Vee, and some of these other extraordinary leaders who have built personal brands and done it very successfully, like one of the things Oprah said was that um, she lets her um, intention and her self-awareness be like her emotional GPS. So she's constantly checking in with herself to see what her gut level decisions are saying and what I, what I had to realize was that I, um, I had learned to not trust my gut because other people had told me that my gut was wrong. And I had created this um, crazy cycle of being terrified of trusting myself because I had made some decisions in my past that I hadn't let myself forgive myself for. So that lack of forgiveness was producing terror inside of my own decisions. And so I'd show up in in my space and I'd show up in my world and I'd show up with other leaders in my life with these ideas or like these these desires. And when they would shoot them down, I would immediately submit to what they were saying instead of what was going on inside of me. And it took 2018, girl. It took 2018 of being completely and totally unraveled in every capacity to realize I was doing this. And I realized that I was making decisions in my personal life and in my business life, which those two are very much connected because personal brands are built on a person. So if the person is a hot mess, there will be hot mess reflected in the brand. I'm talking to you. I realized that um, I was making all these decisions because other people thought I should do it. And it got so bad. I remember making this one decision over and over and over and over again for years that I was um, direct in direct violation of my gut and of my discerning and of my spidey senses of being able to sense and discern things that were going on, I was violating that because somebody else said I was wrong. And it turns out I wasn't wrong. I was very right. I was actually dead on accurate of what I was feeling. But I violated myself so often that I got really lost. And I talked to you a lot about that and just, you know, trying to sort that out. And 
it led to me producing things from a place of scarcity and fear because I didn't trust myself. And I was so afraid of my own strength that I was looking for other people to validate me. And it's something that my counselor and I have been talking about because um, my counselor, who's awesome, um, she, used to, she has been really encouraging me with my own strength. And one of the things that she um, called out in me that I feel like, oh my gosh, like I want to call this out in other women. She's like, you know, you don't realize how strong you are and you don't realize that when you show up into a space, you're the strongest person in the room. Like you have walked through so much and you've done so much work and you've gone through all these different things that have given you strength. And it's not to downplay anybody else, but what she was trying to do was encourage me to rise up because I wasn't walking into my space like I was a warrior. I could talk about it. It's easy to talk about, but when it's time to execute, that's when the real rubber hits the road, right? Because like it's really easy to say all these things, but when you're in a moment and you're in a moment that looks like it's about to be really challenging or really hard, or when you're in a moment when somebody else needs you to show up strong, um, it's harder to kind of rise up if you have all these belief systems and all these misunderstandings about yourself and making your own choices. When you have all that going on inside your world, inside your internal world, it is gonna come out. Like it will totally come out. And like I have seen this play out in my own brand and I've seen this play out in other women's brand as well when I hear the way they're talking about themselves and their choices. And they say things like, I don't know what to do. And I I can't, you know, do this or I shouldn't do this or I have to do this because this person says this. And now I'm on an absolute mission. Like I'm on mission possible to help tear that crap down because it is so not fair that we have so many amazing, extraordinary women who their souls are crying because they've stuffed themselves into a role that they don't need to be doing anymore. Like they don't need to be showing up like that anymore and We do this because we're afraid of confronting things. We're afraid of pain. We don't want to deal with our own self. We don't want to deal with our own stuff. And so we just continue the pattern that produces lack in our brands and in our life. And it happens all the time. And it happens every day. And if we're not aware of it, we will continue to perpetuate this pattern in our life that doesn't do anything. And like it doesn't do anything but take from us. It doesn't do anything but make us show up like feeling like we're less than. And then we come to the table as a wife and as a mother. And we are a hot mess.com and we are crying on the floor. I will never forget. Um, Andre will never let me forget. I should say this. <laughs> Andre will never for- let me forget the November of the year that we got married. Okay, so we got married in September. And at the time, I was feeling um, really insecure about my body. I hadn't walked through some of the things that I walk through now about my body. And like I'd always felt fat and I'd always like hated my curves. And my husband, you know, when he was my fiance, he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, your body's literally perfect. Like there's nothing, like he just couldn't get it. But I had had all this stuff built up inside of me. And so at the time I was doing um, this thing called 
I'm going to work out a whole lot and hate my body so that I can feel worthy. Okay, I don't know if you've ever done that before. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone ever in the history of your life. Don't do this. Um, don't like kids, don't try this at home kind of thing. So I was doing this, um, this, uh, workout thing that you kind of do a competition against other people. And it's really fun. I I definitely would recommend doing that. If you have goals, you're just wanting to have like encouragement, like I, and I loved it and I've done it before, but in this particular month, I decided that I was going to do this, um, working out, uh, competition, And it's really easy. It's like an online thing that I did. And I don't even want to say the name of it because I'm just afraid that someone's going to do what I'm about to tell you that I did. Uh, But, you know, just don't do this at home. I decided a couple months after I got married that I was going to do something called I'm not going to eat sugar for an entire month cold turkey. This sounded like a great idea for me. Because I, I, you know, I love learning about health. I love taking care of my body. I love, it's just like, I love loving myself and learning how to love myself. So I thought loving myself in this season meant torture. Uh, Let's go ahead and completely remove the chemical and the substance that we eat that your body uh, responds to like cocaine. Like it just like, it's addicted to, I mean, they say that all the time, like sugar is more addictive than cocaine. I've never... I've never ever done drugs ever in my life and I never want to. Like it scares, it scares the crap out of me thinking about something that would alter my state of mind. Like that terror, like I will never, like I'd never do that. But um, I decided I was going to take out sugar. And what that produced in our life was um, a Julie who got to about mid-November and I was crying on my stairwell. <laughs> That's how bad this guy. I wish I was. I wish I was kidding. I should have Andre tell this side of the story because he will never let me forget the November. He talks about it all the times too. The November of 2015. Um, I was straight up crying like Disney princess. Throw myself on the stairwell crying because I um lost all sense of life like I it was like an addict going through withdrawal cold turkey and I had no idea I had no idea that this is what would happen and like I am a very like if I make a decision it's very hard to move me from the decision so like Andre would call that stubbornness I would call that um ambition goal-driven goal-oriented So I was very ambitious. And so my husband didn't, my new husband who had no idea what to do with this new Julie that showed up in his life. He was like, why don't, like, why don't you just, you know, let's, he's so sweet and gracious. And I was like, no, I am, I am going to not, like, I can do this. So about week three of November, I remember sitting at my desk. And I was having the craziest thoughts. Like, I was just like, is there any even reason to eat anymore? Like, I was just having the most insane, non-logical thoughts because my body was trying to process my terrible choices of doing this. And apparently other people do this all the time and it's not this dramatic. For me, it was like really dramatic. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. It was really, really that bad. Like, Andre came home from work and I was like, I don't even know what is food anymore. Like, why do we even eat? Like, it's just like the weirdest thing ever. And Andre, 
he like got me in the car and he took me to this um this uh whole this whole foods like raw food restaurant in town and he bought me the biggest piece of raw like cake that is like raw pie and he just was like woman and it was like you know you know um like sugar fruits so I allowed myself to eat that he's just like please for the love of God and all that is pure and holy eat sugar (laughs) it was just like not a good thing and I just I cried so often on the floor um I've spent lots of hours on the floor crying and like you would think from listening to my stories that I'm a cry I just am not a cry I've told you this before I am not a crier I didn't even cry at my wedding um vows and if you've watched my wedding video which by the way you can find on my youtube if you ever want to watch a romantic video that will make you cry your eyes out this is the one um it is the most beautiful, like I am forever indebted to our wedding videographers who put together this incredible montage of our wedding. My husband gives vows to our children. It is like the most incredible thing, but um, I'm just not a crier and I've spent a lot of time on the floor crying in my life and I just want to share um, what got me there so that you don't have to reach these moments. Okay, so stopping eating sugar cold turkey, it brought me there. It might not bring you there. I would recommend doing something different, uh, especially if you've never tried that before maybe you should ease into it instead of just like cutting cold turkey out for the sake of your family like just for the sake of your husband and your children don't do that um also things that have led me to crying violating my own will for the sake of other people and doing what other people said I should do instead of what I knew in my heart that I that I wanted to do yeah so I wouldn't recommend that either and in talking to so many different women and coaching so many different women throughout their brands and like their personal brands, I always say that when I work with when I work with women that it's kind of like an Oprah Dr. Phil, like we go to the deep places. Like it is very common that my girls will be crying in the middle of like sharing their stories. And I love it. Like I just I want to be there and I cry with them and we, you know, toast toast to getting the amazing stories told because when we start showing up inside of our our brand intentionally authentically like it really does make an impact on other people's lives but in order to get there we have to deal with the crying on the stair um well moment which you know disney has done a really bad job of creating healthy expectations in life okay every single one of these girls is incredibly skinny she eats whatever she wants her hair is always perfect even underwater and not only that when she cries she looks gorgeous like all these disney princesses they're like oh my gosh like this is the worst day ever and she drapes herself on her bed and she's having this crying moment and then, you know, we watch her story where she becomes the most magnificent thing in the history of life and becomes a queen and has all the money in the world. So we've had we've had these expectations shared to us. So when we look in the mirror and our makeup looks awful after sobbing in our closets on the floor, it's kind of a shocking moment because you're just like, this is not like, why is this part of adulting? Like, this is not what I was expecting on the other side of living my best life. But those moments are so important because they, um, they're they real and like they're, they're us and like they're our souls. 
expressing themselves and like our souls have all these amazing creative vibrant energy and this beauty in them and the ability to laugh so hard that it causes our body to convulse and cry our cry because we're laughing and also you know in the the same depth that we love is the same depth that we're going to experience pain i heard um uh, Jada Smith say that once. She said the level that you love is the level that you're going to experience like heartbreak. And, um, you know, it's like we can either focus on the depths of despair of crying or we can focus on the fact that um, every Friday is an opportunity to have um, pizza and cookies. Okay, like, no, but we can focus on like the good that is in life and and um and honor our journey and honor our stories and reconnect to our hearts at any time we have permission to reconnect to our hearts and re re remember how strong we are and how important it is for us to show up strong in our space for ourselves and recognizing that each of us have a way that makes sense for us to express and to process this pain i have found for myself that writing in my story helps me get out um like some of my like journey and when I say story I mean like the novel that I've been writing and it's so um it's so vulnerable oh my gosh it's so vulnerable because you know I told Andre I was like on the other side of me writing this novel which I love and I love the characters and I'm seeing myself even more so in the characters as I'm developing them but there are real moments that I took my own story and my own pain and put them in it. And I felt terrible the other week because I was, I was processing something and I was processing it with my main character. And I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that you have to go. Like, I love you. Like, I'm sorry you have to go through this. Like, I'm sorry that I, I led you to this place. And I was telling my daughter, I was telling my kids, I was like, I wrote this part in the story and I felt kind of bad because I made this beautiful character that I love go through this moment. And it makes me feel bad because it's like, I'm in, it's like a weird, I don't know, it's a weird writer thing where it's like, at any moment, I can make the most amazing thing happen to my characters or I could completely kill them with a dinosaur and a meteor. Like at any moment, any of those two dramatic things can happen. And I'll never forget, um, I'll never forget as the kids were growing up, I would always tell them stories. I would tell them stories almost every single night. And one of them I actually want to make into a children's book because it's just one of my favorite stories ever. Um, And uh, I would tell them these elaborate stories and I'd build up the character. And, you know, I'd be there for like 15 minutes just painstakingly telling every detail and the kids are on the edge of their seat and I would do it at night or I'd do it on the way home from church like I would start telling them these stories and they're on the edge of their seat and they're just like hanging on every word and then I would say and then a meteor came and exploded the whole world and everybody died and the kids would be like no and I would be like so much power so much power but um I was talking to my kids about a part in the story that I wrote uh, last week and we're walking into Once Upon a Child because we're, we are Marie Kondoing out these clothing that don't fit for them anymore. And I'm walking in and um, my daughter says, are you going to kill them? And, and then she says, did you kill somebody? 
And there's like all these women around. And I was like, Laylee, you can't say that out loud because people are people don't know what you're talking about. Um, because she, she's like terrified that I'm gonna kill off one of her favorite characters. And like, of course, I'm not telling her that answer. But she um she read the first version of the story and loved it. And she won't reread the second version because she's like, I'm not rereading it until you're done because I want to be able to, I don't want to have to stop. I want to read the whole story all the way through. And I'm like, well, I think you should read it now. And she's like, no, because she doesn't, she doesn't trust me with her character. She doesn't trust me with the characters because there's stuff that have happened in the first version that she's like, mom, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I have to, I have to do it. It's just part of the story. But in any case, um, everybody has their way of processing out their their pain. And I think it's really beautiful to acknowledge in yourself the way that works for you. And I think for a really long time, I never let myself acknowledge the way that worked for me because um, it didn't make sense. Like now I, I realize that writing and like even writing poetry has really helped me uh, refine my voice and help me feel like I, I, I can speak in my voice. And I heard once, um, recently that, you know, women don't lose their voice. They just forget how to use it. And I really resonated with that and in, in helping other women refine and define and show up with their voice and, and being a part of the lost girl society and, and, encouraging and inspiring women to step into what what they want to do and and reminding reminding beautiful hearts through podcasts like this that it's nobody's business to um to step into your world and 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 dictate it for you and there are different people of course that can lead through love and that can lead and and give suggestions But at the end of the day, something that I always tell my clients is that if it doesn't feel right for you, if something that I've said doesn't resonate with you and it doesn't connect with your gut, then you need to let that go because you're the one that can lead you um, and, and you definitely can benefit from having leaders around you. And I love, I love, um, community and I love how community can, community can impact, but at the end of the day, like your um, your spirit and your heart, it it can hear and it can feel and your soul can hear hear. And um, Andre reminded me something last night because I um, I had done um, a really imbalanced job of inviting other voices into my world because I was so terrified of listening to my own. I was so afraid and and because of fear. I set up all the, this this structure in my life so that I wouldn't have to be alone because I was too afraid. And it 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 was it was good in some ways but the the efforts were misguided and so it created this kind of vortex of fear where I was going to listen to everybody else before I listened to myself. And Andre reminded me last night he said, "You know, God's intent was for us to hear him. Like that's what his intent was for the garden." And he said, you know, he created an opportunity for us to hear him through other people. But his original intent was to meet us face to face and to talk to us face to face. 
And yes, the leaders in your life are important and extraordinary and amazing. And like, we are not meant to be alone. We are not meant to have, um, we're not meant to have um, island living. And we are definitely created and made to have other people speak into our life and help lead us. But it shouldn't be at the expense of us or shouldn't be um, at the at the excusing of us actually hearing God ourselves, um, because like God is will confirm things through other people and definitely lead you through other people. But He didn't set that up so that we could disconnect from God and just listen for God through other people. So. This is your time. This is your year. Like, this is your year, year. Your butterfly year too. Like, come along with me, girl, because I know what it's like to be in chrysalis. And you know what? If you're in chrysalis too, flying is coming. Like, it is coming. You, like, whatever season that you're in right now, it is not forever. Even if you're in a flying season and you're soaring, like, soak it all in journal and enjoy that moment like enjoy where you're at right now and even if you're in the valley understand there are things that you can only learn in the valley so get everything you can out of that season because you're not going to be there forever so so much love so much gratitude for you being here gosh i love being able to be here with you i love creating things that i'm going to get to show you later on i'm so excited for that and i love just encouraging you equipping you and inspiring you to show up on purpose with purpose like i love that so thank you so much for being here i can't wait to talk to you again soon and share all these amazing things with you gosh this is so exciting and so much fun so i'll talk to you soon okay bye